This is the You Can't Make This Up podcast. 15 minutes where you can dive into the unforgettable, hilarious stories that are the essence of educators' lives in schools. On the last episode, you heard this. Experience where my son busted his face bad and still pedaled <laughs> home, and, and he, was, he was okay. Like The stories shared on this podcast are all true, but any names have been changed. I'm Dr. Matthew X. Joseph. Are you ready to hear another unbelievable story where you'll likely be laughing or shaking your head or saying, you can't make this up? I am ready. So let's do it. Right? Okay. And so every student from each group, they sent one person up and they had a fly swap. One minute later, boom, it starts up again with and then two, he's just been all over my lanyard. He's, he's been touching me. Oh, oh no. And the shot goes. He starts going off the rails. On this episode of the podcast, we welcome in Daphne McMenamy. She's an educator, author of the books, Gracie, keynote speaker, passionate about all things ed tech, and the managing director at Codebrick. Daphne are you ready? Because here we go. All right, we are back and I'm extremely excited. We have our first guest from north of the border. We have Daphne McMenemy from Ontario, Canada, coming to us, who is also the author of the Gracie series. I can't wait for her to share a little about that. Um, member of the Codebreaker family, educator, keynote speaker. So Daphne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So for those of us that don't know a lot about you, uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little about your work. Awesome. So I'm super thrilled to be here. Uh, first of all, I say that. Um, I'm super excited that I'm the first Canadian. Oh, I'm going to wear that badge. I like that. Good, good. <laughs> so I am an educator. I've been teaching for 15 years and I have spent um, most, if not all of my career in uh, primary. Primary in Ontario is K to three. So I started my career in uh, grades two and three. And as time went on, I kind of moved downwards. I spent, uh, with the exception of this year, I spent the last three years in kindergarten, which has been quite a ride. Um, it takes a certain kind of individual to love what they do in kindergarten. Um, I don't know Absolutely. what kind of individual Being an that is. Principal, I've seen <laughs> that. Like, wow, that's a different breed. I get it. It's 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 a different world. Um, you have to, uh, you you know, people say it's um, you know it's a it's a special kind of person. I don't know if it's a special kind of person or it's a person who just sees you just see the world differently. You have to see the world from three feet tall. I think it's tall. a little of both. It could be. It could be uh, glutton for punishment, maybe too, but. Um, yeah, so I spent three years in kindergarten, which was uh, the, I can say, the toughest, the most challenging part of my career, and also the most rewarding. And, you know, people used to say to me when I was in kindergarten, it must be great to see how, you know, what they can do. They come, you know, they don't, they can't spell their name. And then after, you know, two, our program is two years in kindergarten. Um and after two years, you know, you get to see, they went from not being able to, to write a single letter of the alphabet to being able to spell, you know, or write sentences. But for me, the biggest thing is seeing 
um, the, the person evolve, not the academic side, but these tiny little beings come into your room. Awesome. Some of them on that first day, terrified, screaming, crying. Some of them running in, ready to, to conquer the world, to leaving um, two years later for grade one. And they're different humans. They're different beings. And to, right. watch, to watch them become different people, I mean, they're the same people, but they just- No, I understand. You know, anyway, it's, it's a beautiful awesome. thing to be a part of. Um, and you, you kind of really have to, to enjoy that piece because that's the biggest part of what kindergarten is, is watching them come into their own. No, um, that's, that's awesome. I love it. This year, um, I've moved into grade one. Um, and the, what I love about this year is I get to have some of the same kindergarten students that I had for um, their two years in kindergarten are now in grade one. So at the end of our year last year, which was essentially March, um, we obviously didn't go back here and I didn't get to see my uh, senior kindergartens, our second year students um, sort of transition into first grade. So having, being able to be their teacher this year and having them with me for a third year has been amazing because I get to kind of continue that journey. Um, oh, and that's awesome. I love it. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it, there's something very special about being able to, to continue that journey with them, especially because it was kind of taken from us. Yeah. So it's, it's, I'm extra grateful for that. No. And, and I can tell by the way you're, you're talking about it. Yeah. I love and, it. And talking about special, tell us about your uh, special friend, Gracie. That you Gracie. So Gracie is a series that came to life last year. Um, our, the first book came out in uh, December of 2019. And Gracie started over a, a Twitter DM. Brian Aspinall of Codebreaker had sent me a DM asking if I'd ever considered writing a children's book. Um, and I had said, and I've, I've told the story, I'd said, uh, absolutely, but I've just, I've never known where to start. And he said, you just start. So I picked up a pen, picked up a piece of paper, and I knew immediately what I wanted to write about. I wanted to write about a little girl. Um, I wanted to write about um, coding and robotics. And I wanted to write about sort of that, that the, the kid that always speaks to me the most is the kid who shows up at school because they have to. The kid who, um, you know, is there and they just kind of march to the beat of their own drum or they just sort of, you know, wander the room with no sort of purpose or passion as far as, as far as they're concerned, they just go to school because that's what they have to do. Um, and that's what Gracie is. She is a little girl sort of disengaged with her learning. She just kind of came to school. It was, you know, everyday thing for her. And then her teacher introduces her to a robot and teaches her how to code and her sort of world changes at that point. She realizes all of the things that she can do um, through coding and all of the learning that happens through coding and robotics and that, is uh, Gracie in a nutshell. Um, she is based on four students that I taught. I took all four personalities and put them into one and um, Gracie was born. So awesome. And there's a few books, correct? There's a few. So there's three. So Gracie is the first book. Um, the second book we released this past summer, um, Brian and I actually co-wrote together and it's called What Happens When I Learn to Code. And that is more of, it's a nonfiction piece about, uh, and it's Gracie speaking to the reader about um, how coding has, what coding has done for her and how it has allowed her to be a risk taker. And it gives the readers um, an example of, of what risk taking is to her um, and persevering and that sort of stuff without giving too much of the book away. And then the third book in the series came out um, on December 9th and it's called Gracie the Maker. And this is 
Gracie is introduced to a new classmate. And in this story, they have a problem with their class pet and they have to uh, build a uh, Rube Goldberg type of machine to figure out how to solve the problem with this pet. And so you go through the story and, you know, we talk about teamwork and perseverance and, and problem solving and all that sort of stuff to see if they can solve their problem. Wow, so crazy. super, super exciting. So you have all this experience, you've written these books um, and you know, coming on the podcast, the one thing I'm gonna ask you is to, to share a story that makes our listeners shake their head, laugh, or just say, you can't make this up. So Daphne, I'm gonna turn it over to you and I'd love to hear, and my favorite part is hearing it live with the audience as well. So it's, it's a great reaction uh, for me. So take it away. All right, so when I had signed up for the podcast, I had one story in mind. And I mean, I think it's really funny. <laughs> I, I, I hope other people do as well. Um, and it's sort of a, a day in the life of a kindergarten teacher, if you will. So in Ontario, we teach with two educators in the room. And um, because there's two, we have two different lunch hours. So typically what happens is I would leave at noon for my lunch and my uh, teaching partner stays in the room with the students. Then I, when I come back at one o'clock, she would leave for her lunch. Okay. So I always found that time um, not stressful, but very uh, busy because when you leave a kindergarten room, even if you leave for two minutes and you come back, it's like you've been gone. It, you know, when you come home from work and your dog meets you at the door, like you've been gone for three years, Yes. Um, kindergarten students do the same thing. Okay. So, <laughs> and that is true for those of yeah. you in middle and high school teaching. Yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah, that's not an exaggeration. You come back and it's, it's like you've been gone for days and you need to, to, not, I mean, you need to, you need to go with it because they're little and they love you and you need to be happy about that. But at the same time, you need to somehow calm them down so that you can move on with your day. So this particular day I had come in and, um, you know, we were all busy and engaged and, you know, we did our, our, our puppy wagging and the, the tails and hooray, Mr. Gunmy's back. And, you know, we continued on with our afternoon. So my, my colleague, my beautiful, beautiful Rosie had left for her lunch hour and I was there to fend for myself for an hour without her. <laughs> That's what I call it. Fending for myself. Because when you have 28 kindergartners in a room, you need to be on at all did, times. And did you say lunch hour? Lunch hour. All right. Yeah. So all yeah. of our American teachers are like, Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Okay. Or 22 yeah. lunch minutes. Hour. But, <laughs> no, no, no. All right. I'll Keep be grateful going. for that. <laughs> so here I am and my kindergarten room, I always call, well, any classroom I've ever been in, I always call organized chaos. If you're standing at the door, it looks like, a, it looks chaotic. Um, but I can say that I sort of have a, a grip on, on everything that's going on, except for this particular day. So we had introduced a few new learning centers in our room, one of which was this building station at a table and kids would come and go and then they'd build uh, with, you know, essentially Jenga blocks and build big towers and, and all of this stuff. And whenever you introduce any new centers in the classroom, the kids get really excited to show you what they've done. So I had two little girls at that table and happened to be across the room and they're building and they're getting really excited about what they're building. And, you know, and they, they don't come to you, they shout from across the room. Um, to let you know what they've done. So they're shouting at me. And now I have another little girl at my feet. And um, in our kindergarten classroom, we had a bathroom. So I had one little girl who had decided on this particular day, she did not want to go to the bathroom unless I stood outside the door to make sure no one came in. Um, no one ever came in. But on this particular day, she decided that maybe someone was going to come in and this she needed day. me to stand at the door. All right, no problem. So 
she's at my feet and she's begging me. She's telling me, I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go. Meanwhile, I'm having six conversations with six kids. And across the room, I have my little friend yelling at me to come see what she's done at the building table. So I'm standing at the door and my little friend is in the bathroom and she keeps opening the bathroom. She won't actually go. She keeps opening it to make sure that I haven't left that spot. Okay. So now I'm trying to talk to her. Yes, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. She'd close the door. She'd open the door. Are you going? I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stand here till you're done. Just go because I need to go see what they're doing. So this, this continues now for probably 30 to 40 seconds. And when you have 28 kids in the room, 30 to 40 seconds is an extremely long time <laughs> with somebody behind you opening the door. Meanwhile, in front of me are now a lineup of kids who suddenly all need to use the bathroom as well. Of course they do. And they don't stand patiently. They tell you, I have to go pee. I have to go pee. I have to go pee. There's only one bathroom. They can't leave the room. There's only one me. <laughs> On a regular day, one of us would take them to the other bathroom down the hall. Can't do that. I'm by myself. Meanwhile, friend across the room, still screaming at me, come see what I've done. So now she's, now she's come to me because I'm not coming. She's like, I need to show you something. I need to show you something. I said, okay, I'm coming. I can't leave the door. I'm coming. Oh I have to pee. Are you still here? Knock, knock. <laughs> Are you still here? I have to be. This is going to come. I need to show you what I've done. I need to show you what I've done. So now I'm fit to be tied. I'm, I'm trying to breathe. I'm trying to calm down. There's noise everywhere. And my friend finally comes out of the bathroom. Did you go pee? Yes. Okay, good. So now you can go. And now, now I have kids fighting in front of me because they need to go first. I get that settled. Okay, you're going to go first. You're going to go second. You're going to stand here. You're going to stand here. My other friend is at my feet. I really need to show you what I've done. Come see what I've done. Come see what I'm Okay, I'm coming. I get across the room. I don't know how long this has been. And I'm standing there. There's absolutely nothing on the table that she's built. And she's huh. staring at me. And I said, what do you want to show me? And by this point now, what we do in kindergarten is everybody stop. Let's look at what so-and-so wants to show right. so we can celebrate. celebrate. And so now everybody stop. Everybody's looking, boys and girls, look, look, look. And so I look at her and I said, honey, there's nothing on this table. What do you want to show me? And she points to the floor and she goes, I peed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's a true story. And that's not even the first time that, or the last time that that has happened. So now we've announced to everybody that we've peed on the floor. No one's surprised or shocked because it's kindergarten. It's what we do. And now we need to stop everybody from wandering through the puddle. Because when you tell somebody there's a puddle on the floor, regardless of what it is, six kids need to come have to and, check it. and they have to check it up, but they also want to walk through it. I don't nice. know why they just do. So at that point now, that's a lot of pee. I'm, it's, it's a lot of peace. So now, you know, you, you, you heard all of the cats off to the carpet to just sit and give me a second <laughs> to figure out what I'm going to do. And long story short, I called the custodian. We dealt with all of this. I had them all quiet and beautiful on the carpet. And that's when Rosie comes back in after her, her lunch hour. And she said, so how was lunch? <laughs> and I just you shook don't my even... head and I said, I, I, I don't know where to start. And that was an hour of one day in kindergarten. That's Look, awesome. And for kindergarten teachers listening, they're like, yeah, that's a Tuesday. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I love it. And I love that. <laughs> and, and being an elementary principal for 11 years, I, it's just awesome to hear that. And, and for those of you that it's happened to you, you're just like, yes, we get it. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully that's not like high school kids, but you know. Well, I'm sure there's some relative degree of, of that happening yes. in high school too. <laughs> so, uh, so thank you so much uh, for coming on. It's great to connect. Where can people find you? You can find me, um, you can hit my website up, daphnemcmenemy.com. 
Um, and I spend most of my life on Twitter. So you can find me there at McMenemy Tweets. Awesome. And I'm going to put all of that in the show notes. So check that out. Check out uh, Gracie, the series. It's, it's awesome. And check out Codebreaker. They're doing some amazing things. So Daphne, thank you for, for jumping on. Thank you so much, Matt, for having me. This is the You Can't Make This Up podcast brought to you by Anchor. Create, distribute, post your podcast 100% free at anchor.fm. Subscribe to this podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating and review and share it with your friends. And remember, you don't have to be an educator to listen. Special thanks to Carl Hooker for his influence in getting me started on this project. Dr. Jeff Pritchett for introducing me to Anchor, and Christine Bervasi Weinstein for writing the intro and outro to this podcast, and each and every guest who has shared a small snippet of their educational journeys with us and made us laugh out loud along the way. I'm Matthew X. Joseph, and this is the You Can't Make This Up Podcast.